Hello friends and welcome back. I really wish I got to this before um, the long weekend because uh, I, you know, hopefully wanted you guys to find some time to see this stellar film that I checked out on Netflix. Totally blew me out of the water. I was not expecting this. I was kind of thinking it would be one of those things you could nod off to. Um, and um, let's just say personally, more entertaining than the last few episodes of Game of Thrones. Not that I'm super angry, not super happy. Not going to give any spoilers either, because I totally agree in a non-no-spoiler zone. Um, but, you know, it's just... Don't want to get too off-topic, but my goodness, Game of Thrones fans, we have been told from season one to expect the unexpected. And you may not agree with how the plot went. May not have got us there, you know the way we wanted it to um but essentially we must come to terms with the fact that this is essentially where we knew where it was supposed to end up it just hopefully the books will have that much more detail and actually perhaps explain things a little bit more but cinematically this season was fucking stellar there is some amazing shots looking back that like I don't know, they need to be like moving wallpapers. They're just so cool. But anyways, let's get back back into actually what brought me here today. Let's talk about the one, the only Netflix film I want everyone to check out as soon as possible. Um, so yeah, let's let's check it out today. <laughs> That's right, guys. We're talking about Apostle and um, Netflix. Wow. 
wow, wow, wow. I mean, yeah, you do make some garbage from time to time, but when you do find a hell of a film, you guys know how to make it. <clears throat> so, Apostles, a 2018 British-American period horror film written and directed by Gar- Garth Williams or Gareth Will- Evans, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, I didn't know, but I guess he is behind the Wraith series as well as VHS Part 2. Um, two series I have yet to check out. How disappointing is that? So, definitely something I'm going to be adding to the to-do list. Um, and pretty stellar cast um we're gonna get into who they are who they play and um you know what their point is but once i broke it down and found out you know because it's a lot of that you know when you're watching going oh i know that guy oh i know that guy um you know it's uh once you figure out who it is it's kind of like holy shit it is so um anyways uh <laughs> the film uh had the world world premiere at the fantastic fest in uh this past september um and began streaming in october on october 12th so very shortly after and received a bunch of positive reviews from critics from visuals cinematography its performances as well as the blending of horror genres because it it's got a little bit of everything for <clears throat> for everybody. So, um, just quickly summarizing the plot. Um, basically, you know, it's it's quite a unique film, uh, quite a unique story. So, uh, we're in 1905, and Thomas Richardson, who in the uh, trailer unfortunately sounds like he's wasted, which I guess he kind of is, um, travels to the remote Welsh island to rescue his sister. So we come to find out his sister Jennifer, who had been kidnapped and held for ransom by this mysterious cult. And he comes to find out through this like mutual family friend, as we see that his father's lost his mind in a really, really depressing backstory. Um, and essentially posing as a convert to the cult, he arrives and encounters the leader, Malcolm Howe. Um, or Ho, Malcolm, because... That's essentially how I'm going to refer to him. And uh, essentially, he founded this cult alongside two other convicts, Frank and Quinn. Um, and couldn't help but get, like, the representation that Malcolm, Frank, and Quinn are, you know, it's like the brains, the hand, and the muscle. You know, if Freud was looking at him, he'd see it as, like, the id, the ego, and the superego. Um, you know, you can kind of add your definition on who you think is what. Um, but essentially, superego to me was Malcolm, ego, Frank, and the id is totally Quinn. So, um, you know, they basically claim that this previously barren island was rendered fertile through blood sacrifice and that that's the only way they can keep this island going so each member of the cult keeps a jar of for regular bloodletting now thomas also discovers that there's these two teenagers um jeremy and fion and essentially they're the son and daughter of the two major parties you know quinn and frank so could cause quite a controversy once we figure out that these two are in a relationship. So they're sneaking off um, and kind of Thomas discovers this while he's out sneaking around. So basically it's going to cause this little moment where we'd see Thomas and um, Jeremy trying to figure out what each other are up to. And this is basically when, um, you know, poor... It, poor Thomas essentially needed a friend. So to reach out to Jeremy was just what he needed in this moment. You know, get a little more clarity as to what the heck is going on. Because he's just stumbling around seeing, you know, the weirdest things. Meeting some very bizarre people. <laughs> very bizarre. Although, um, you know, he does come into perhaps a couple 
understandably very normal people, perhaps like his sister and, you know, Andrea, who is um, Malcolm's daughter. Now, once we kind of get into the story and they basically figure out that there is an infiltrator among them, because essentially Thomas was smart enough to swap his tickets. So the poor individual who swaps tickets with gets the shit kicked out of him because they think he has a ransom. And lo and behold, they figure out that this isn't him. He dies. Well, he's killed. And uh, essentially they have to go about a new plan. So this is when Malcolm decides he's going to parade Jennifer through the village, claiming she's a traitor and she will be killed if her and her co-conspirator do not come forward. So this is kind of when we see Thomas going through this breakdown. He throws his drugs across the room and decides, you know, that he has to do something. So essentially he discovered that through um, Malcolm's house, there appeared to be this kind of cave underneath. Following that, um, you know, we come into where Malcolm's been going and um, essentially we find out that uh, there's, well, we see that this old woman's kind of chasing Thomas, kind of scaring, scary moment and so forth. But um, essentially he escapes to find this beach cave um, covered in markings, which basically indicate that there's the presence of a deity. And him and Andrea kind of have this moment and uh, essentially, this is when we see Malcolm finally visit the old barn that we're always wondering what he's up to. And we see that this is where the island deity is imprisoned. She's kind of wrapped around into tree roots and he reprimands her, um, you know, for appearing to Thomas. And, you know, if you want things, you know, so on and so forth, kind of blackmail, essentially. <coughs> Pardon me. And it's at this point that we kind of bring it all together. So kind of a little weird but for those supernatural horror fans this is exactly what you're looking for um so kind of figure out exactly what's in this moment we figure out what's going on on the island what this fucking cult's all about what malcolm's been up to um and essentially you know it's this is where shit's gonna start hitting the fan so um it's at this point um that uh you know thomas reveals that he was a christian missionary who lost his faith faith during the Peking, uh, rebellion, uh, boxer rebellions, um, you know, essentially trying to introduce Christianity to China. And in all of this moment, she takes him, you know, to a shack in a wheat field to hide. And, um, it's this moment that we, like I said, shit's going to hit the fan. So poor Fiona and Jeremy, you know, they meet in the home and this is when she reveals she's pregnant. The couple's going to elope. Jeremy's going to leave. You know, they're all going to be live happily ever after. And poor Jeremy leaves to just quickly grab something. And poor, this is when Quinn, um, Fifon, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, um, essentially walks in and murders his daughter into a forced abortion. And now he, it's awful. He, you know, it, the island couldn't produce any viable life. So I get where he was kind of coming from, yelling at her. But at the same time, such a terrible scene. So awful. Because poor Jeremy arrives. He, heartbroken, totally goes berserk. Tries to stab Quinn. And this is when Quinn traps him. He goes out, he's trying to murder me, so on and so forth. And Jeremy runs trying to find Andrea. Is captured and, of course, taken for a purification ritual which has got to be one of the worst, most gruesome scenes I've ever seen. And they don't even show you much. It's just awful. It's a flipping hand crank on a damn table with clasps. So evil. We see some, like, you know, all the members gathered around and some of the 
creepiest pointy hats. But essentially, you know, they reveal in this point that they need to purify poor Jeremy. And using the hand crank, they do exactly that. So Malcolm and Frank return, find Quinn and poor Jeremy. And, you know, essentially this is where we see the trio has gone against themselves and... Quinn calls out Malcolm for being a false prophet, you know, and they go back and forth. Frank, enraged by the death of his son, reveals a gun, tries to, you know, attack Quinn. Um, And in all of this is where we see some badass moves from Thomas as he kicks down the two guards holding him and escapes. Now, Frank and Tom flee through the forest and eventually arrive at the barn where the goddess is being held. Frank enters and is killed by our masked figure, who I guess is called the Grinder. Um, and, uh, essentially Thomas witnesses this force feeding of Frank's blood to the goddess and sneaking past the grinder, he finds his sister alive, but strung up in a sack. So as he releases her, he's knocked unconscious where he awakens and finds himself tethered to a meat grinder table by hooks embedded to his hands and legs. And it's like dragging him up. So that's where we find it, where the grinder gets his name. And, um, essentially Thomas escapes killing the grinder in a mess of mangle device and sadly poor thomas loses like three of his fingers it's just gross now quinn reveals um to the captives jennifer and andrea his plan how he's gonna you know basically impregnate them and use their offspring as blood sacrifices for the goddess and you know what malcolm was doing with the goddess and so on and so forth um and this moment this is when thomas comes you know barging in essentially stabbing Quinn and uh, releasing the captives it's kind of a power struggle here um but essentially uh, they all start you know realizing that the island's burning down they're going to escape uh, uh, by boat and this is when Thomas can't do it anymore he's sustained too much his stab wounds he falls collapses tells them to leave has his farewell and the boat leaves to essentially see it's just Malcolm walking up and Thomas dying on the mound but his blood is slowly dripping into the ground where we notice that it's replenishing the, the dirt or the earth around it. And, of course, the goddess is dead at this point, so there's nothing else for her spirit to do but to enter our lovely Thomas and turn him into the next god of the island. So, yeah, that's it. It's all my plot summary really isn't doing this film justice. So if you were relying on that alone, shame on you. Go watch this film. Because it's it's just freaking awesome. It, you know, it blended, like, just true on gore with some, like, supernatural horror, you know, stuff that you wouldn't see outside of, like, Silent Hill. Um, But then at the same time, you've got this, like, weird thriller, kind of on the edge of your seat, human nature, you know, anti-religious, cultish, like it's just so unique it has such little bits of everything i just absolutely loved it of course it does have some wicker man vibes i'm not gonna deny that whatsoever um but unlike the wicker man it just to me was entertaining i don't know the original wicker man the nicholas cage wicker man that's just fucking awful but essentially it just wasn't as good as this sure you know if you want to argue with me reach out to me on instagram twitter happy to you know have a friendly discussion but um you know personally I, I thought this film was better now um getting into the cast Thomas Richardson um Dan Stevens this is our downtown Abbey and uh, of course Beast from Beauty and the Beast 
um, Michael Sheen, uh, Malcolm. Uh, this is Frost Nixon. He was also in Queen. Um, we have Mark Lewis Jones as Quinn. Um, you know, the father, he's from Star Wars, The Last Jedi. <clears throat> like I said, big cast. We've got Paul Higgins, you know, couldn't really find him through anything, but did a great role still nonetheless competing with some of these big names. Now, Lucy, um, boy, bleh. Boyanton, Andrea Howe. This is Malcolm's daughter, Bohemian Rhapsody. This is our one and only Lucy playing the lovely Mary. Um, Bill Miner is Jeremy. Um, this is X-Men's first, first class. He's a young Eric. Like I said, big cast. Um, and I it just, you know, you could tell these guys had a lot of fun working together. Um, and they did a great job working together because it's, like I said, freaking awesome when you have a group of people that get together and it's not work to them. It's, it's truly art. Now, um, as I said, production wise, this was going back a few years, um, basically on November, uh, 2nd, 2016, it was announced that they'd start working on it. Um, and as I said, it wasn't released till 2018, you know, essentially they started filming April, 2017. So it took a bit for the writing, but it paid off because it is just a stellar film with some, you know, all the plot ends wrapping up nicely. You know, there's no weird loose ends. There's no terrible character development character arcs all make sense um in this in this one um so you know it's pleasant to watch a film that does that you know from beginning to end in a in a nice 90 minute segment so um critical response i mean you can take my review and go from there and see it or you know if you're into the critics it's holding a solid 80 percent you know with 54 reviews so that's it's saying something um just one of the the many uh you know quick quotes that I was able to, to find. Apostle resists easy scares in a favor of steady, slow-building descent into dread, led by commanding central performance by Stan, Dan Stevens. Um, and I couldn't agree any less. It's just perfect. It's, you know, as I said, we've got a really inter interesting um, plot mixed in with a really neat as the you know writer here puts in a descent into this and um you know we see it from the character standpoint we see it from you know a viewer standpoint it's just overall it's a really solid film and i'd highly recommend checking it out i wouldn't recommend it for anyone who is a man or a woman of the faith it's not really one of those films in fact i i feel like it's kind of anti you know, Catholic, anti-Christian in that kind of sense. Because it definitely, you know, leaves us with no hope or desire in any either sense, be it that of the mystic or that of the religious. But essentially, altogether, the film will leave you with a creepy, creepy thoughts, leave you on the edge of your seat, wondering what could happen next. So I highly recommend checking it out. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, you were all a stellar, stellar, awesome bunch for doing that. As always, I highly recommend reach out to me on Instagram on, and on Twitter. Leave a review on Instagram or on Instagram. Leave a review on iTunes. You know, truly legitifies everything that I'm doing here. <clears throat> now, um, you know, with summer 
quickly upon us, or at least, you know, quickly coming up upon us, you know, gift giving, all that fun stuff is, you know, going to happen. I mean, there's lots of important dates coming up. Perhaps you have a wedding, perhaps you have a birth date, perhaps you just, you know, want to give something because it's summer and it's fun. You know, I highly recommend that you check out Beardly Dot Designs. Um, Guys, some of the coolest, coolest horror designs I have yet to see on Etsy or Instagram at all for the small shops. Um, I mean, order now, you get and use our exclusive code on the scare review using Creeper10, you get a discount at checkout. So I highly recommend it. And, you know, that was brought on from Beardly for us. So, guys, go out there, use that code, and check out all the wicked cool stuff um, Beardly's got going on because that shop changes daily. Uh, I literally, my mind is blown every time I open up the app and see, you know, he's got more merch loaded, ready to go. So remember guys, Creeper 10 and you will get a discount at checkout. Order lots, order often. And um, as always guys, keep calm, stay creepy.